Strike the timeout. Technical They're foul. Out of timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. It's 1.40 on Friday here out in Los Angeles. Uh, I was going to use the line, Tate, that I, I get really excited this time of year. We hear a lot of the um, the... It's getting cold outside, but the action inside is heating up. It is heating up. But uh, here in Los Angeles, it's not getting cold outside, and that's the worst part about living out here for me is that it's it's very, very hot, and I'm not sure if it's because of the fires or what. I was going to say, I think there there's some natural things that are going on, yeah. Titus. Yeah, if you're not paying attention to the news, basically LA is burning to the ground, yes. and as someone who just moved out here like five weeks ago, so in the, in the five weeks I've been out here, Tate... I had my identity stolen mm-hmm. in the first week I was here. Mm-hmm. I had back spasms for like a week and a half, and I couldn't even get out of bed. And basically, the whole world is burning down around me, <laughs> and I have no idea what to do. I get like a, I get my my phone starts buzzing this the is other the night. end. My phone starts buzzing is like, hey, the world is ending. Please take precautions. And I'm like, I should I worry about this? Should it was, I not? Uh, you get like those alerts, you know, if you have like an amber alert or something, it comes to your phone, mm-hmm. makes that you know loud, obnoxious buzzing sound, and it goes, "Severe fires on the way. Be alert for more updates, yeah. notifications." But there was not enough details. To be like, where are they right now? Like, are you saying that they they're blowing south? No one knew. No one knew. So anything. everyone was freaking out. People were leaving their homes. I it kid was, you not. So being being a transplant and having no idea like what the weather patterns of LA are, you don't even know where you're going kinda, to that point. You're just I don't like, even know where I live. Yeah. To be honest, yes. I have no. You could tell me like there's fires in Santa Monica. I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, what, I, I swear to God, I did this. I opened my door to my the place I was in. I just kind of like walk around outside and and I look for someone to be freaking out. And everyone's just kind of going about their lives. So I was like, oh, I must be fine. But if it started raining, the people would be losing their mind. Yeah, that's true. They'd be driving yeah. around wrecking and hydroplaning everywhere. So anyway, uh, it it. I, from what I'm hearing, it's cold in the other parts of the country. But it's the snowing action, in North Carolina. I do know this much. The action is for sure heating up. Mm-hmm. Um, we have reached a point, Tate, where have, have we reached parity? Are you ready to, to pull out the parity card on this college basketball season? It's a great card to pull because whenever there's a quote-unquote great season or there's no great team, instead of saying there's no dominant team in college basketball, you just go, but... It's parody, it's guys. You can't there, there were so many good teams, the glut uh-huh. of the good teams, we can't even, you know, sift through the fact. That's what that's what like the Big Ten does when we have a shitty year. We're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I mean, all our teams are so terrible, many good teams. but at least beating up on each other. They can beat up on each other. That's the yeah. Big Twelve's motto every year, and that's how the Big Twelve works. Is that we, we we could every team could beat Kansas theoretically. We don't, but we could. The worst team in the conference could beat Kansas State. It could on happen. any given night. Uh, so I wrote my power rankings this week. Um, I want to start here uh, because, as as you know, those who listen to the show, I'm very good about making things about myself. Um, and I do a power rankings column on the Ringer every mm-hmm. week where I power rank my top 12. And I'm just going to be blatantly transparent here, Tate. The people have read it, the college basketball read it. They don't like my power rankings anymore. I thought you were going to say losing. the people have read it, and I was oh, like, the people "Oh, have wow, read I'm glad no. they have read it." No, I, I, so I go on the, I go on the college basketball Reddit. I mean, I'm a man who works on the internet. I cover college basketball. I like to see what those people have to say. They do mm-hmm. the uh, Indiana Purdue bar graphs. It's kind of funny sometimes. I guess you know, I, from time to time, I might say, "Oh, I didn't know about this story. I saw it on Reddit. That's pretty cool." Nerd alert. Right. So. <laughs> I get on there and I see that my rankings are on there. I was like, cool. I wonder what the people have to say. Mm-hmm. I'm getting roasted, Tate. Absolutely roasted. Toasted uh, and roasted. But I thought there was a, a discussion to be had because basically the problem is that in my mind, after the top four teams in the country right now, you could just put the names in a hat and draw them out and I would be okay with that too. And my the power rankings I do, which by the way, the power rankings bit is like a joke. Yeah, explain the the whole point is the, it's it's sarcastic from the start. Like at the top of the page when it says power rankings, it's not like you are defining what the rankings are. I, you're, when, you're, it's it's tongue in cheek. When I started at Grantland, the the people in charge were like, "We want you to write about college basketball. What do you want to do?" And I was like, "Well, I want to kind of cover a bunch of teams." And they said, "Why don't you do like your rankings?" And I go, "Why don't I do power rankings? Because the idea of power rankings made, makes no sense to me. I don't understand what the difference between power rankings and rankings are." So that became like a bit where I was like making fun of people that do power rankings. And then it slowly, it slowly become like a real thing that people take seriously. Like Because you're a capital day journalist. Yeah, I know. I've become. You made it. So anyway, uh, I I ranked the teams. Um, I really only wanted to do top four because Mm -hmm. in my mind, and and you can stop me when you disagree, I think the top three is Villanova, Duke, Michigan State. If anybody wanted to do any order of that, I probably wouldn't really argue. I, you could talk me into Michigan State being number one. I don't really think they are, but if you know, if you said it, I just go, cool, man, sure, 
That sounds good. I think Miami is pretty clearly number four for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I, I know Miami hasn't played the greatest schedule. They did have a good win at Minnesota, but uh, they just jump off the screen to me when I watch them play. They got the guard play. They got the defense. I'm a huge fan of that combination. Those are the two things that I think are the most important. <laughs> of course, that's which, what wins titles. Well, everyone, like if you you know you might be rolling your eyes at that, but as opposed seriously, as opposed to like an offensive minded team or a team that has like a bunch of big guys, like maybe a Texas A&M for example. I'm I'm always attracted to the teams that have great guards, great defense. Those are the ones that that get the job done for me. So, um, that's that's what I think the top four is. And then after that, I mean, like, who do you put at fifth? Well, there's the, basically a de facto. It's, you have to make a decision. It's like there is no technically a fifth team that fits there. Everyone in America, you know what they're going to do? They're going to put Wichita State there because for whatever reason, we're all enamored with the fact oh that Wichita God. State exists and we want them to be in the top five. We want to show that. We care about the I gotta guy. say, for a guy who's done with Wichita State, you sure find ways to bring up Wichita State here. I'm just telling you what's gonna happen. <laughs> They're gonna put them five, and I think you what did you do? Put them six? I put them five, I think. Yeah, you put them five, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's what all the journalists in college basketball are gonna do. That's not but, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put the national champion number five because they only have one loss against one oh. of the top three teams that you just talked about. And de facto, you just have to slide them in there. Cause let me just yeah. tell you right now, if it was Duke and they had one loss at Michigan State after they won the title, they'd be ranked number one in the country. So what everyone is complaining, which I'm totally shocked by the way, Tate picked North Carolina to be that fifth team. So what, what the, the complaints that everyone were, were sending my way, just it felt very much like the people that complain about politics or the government or whatever, and you just say, this is bad. We ha- That's not the right way. We have to do it a different way. And then you're just like, okay, so what's your solution? And they're like, oh, uh, well. We're not talking about that. Yeah, yeah, we're not, yeah it just doesn't matter. So I, I want the taxes to be lower. Okay, so how are we going to pay for stuff? Uh... I don't know. Well, you can get it yeah, out. Yeah, figure yeah. it out. Uh, I wish to stick to sports, but um, <laughs> but that's kind of the vibe I got. Is like people want to complain and listen, mm-hmm. complain away. Mm-hmm. I think my power rankings this week were bullshit. I agree. But who are you going to put at five? Who are you going to put at six? Who are you going to put at seven? Told you. Let's go through. No, I'm going to. Sh- so Wichita State loses to Notre Dame. They're lucky to beat Cal. They probably don't belong at the fifth spot, right? Texas A&M just lost to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Arizona is... Which is not a bad loss. We'll, not a, not, we're we're going to talk about Arizona loss. later. But yeah, we'll that, get to Arizona. I, I would honestly... If someone was going to come to me with that argument, and they were like, Texas A&M is the fifth best team because they lost to Arizona at Arizona, and Arizona is a top 10 team this year. I would say, hmm. Well, they just lost to Arizona, so you're thinking, let's put Arizona at fifth. You can't do that. No, because they've lost three they games. They lost three in a row. They're, are they back? Are they not back? We don't really know. Kentucky sucks. We know this. We've said this like that's. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Like they're not a good basketball team right now. Kentucky they're, was what in your power rankings? Tenth. They were tenth. They had. They're, they're just long and athletic, and that's cool. And I think there's a chance they could be good later. But even Kentucky fans know they're not good. And, even John Calipari knows they're not good. And you know who we are. Like we suck up to Kentucky fans because yeah. we know that they want to hear their team talk about. I'm not trying to be confrontational. About. Yes. Like yes, we, their team's they not know. good right now. They know. Cal you know. Knows. You it, deep in your heart, Kentucky fans, you know your team's not very good. Let right me now. just tell you, we knew that Kentucky was not going to be good this year. Right when Calipari came out and said. He wasn't doing his podcast anymore. Yeah, it opened the door for our podcast to slide in, but it also let us know that Cal's not going to be talking about his team that much. And and yeah, and they they pull out of the PK eighty. It's fine. Like it's fine. It's fine. They're going to have a good year. They're going to. They might figure it out. They could. This could be like the the twenty fourteen season where they run to the national title with a team that's not that good. All of these are plausible explanations. Mm-hmm. But right now, I watch Kentucky and I'm like, that team's not very good. I'm not putting them at five. Uh, Notre Dame just lost to Ball State and they don't play defense. They can't be at five. Mm-hmm. North Carolina got blown out by Michigan State. I'm sorry, Tate, but I can't shake that. They I just blown, made the they argument. Got, it's the I know only, you did, it, but the, there is no the only argument. The team that they lost to was the one team. But they didn't that's just lose. The they lost by like 300 points. 18. Gonzaga just got blown out by Villanova. I uh-huh. really like Gonzaga. I thought they have. A, I I was surprised at how much I liked but them all, this year. The Gonzaga win from Villanova that was like a opposite. Like basically, they beat Gonzaga Gonzaga by that much. So that that bully that took Villanova into the. You're one of the teams yeah, yeah. that you can't even discuss because they're, like, they're one, two, three, probably number one. After that, that Villanova win. beating the snot out of Gonzaga vaulted Villanova to number one. And for it me. also asked, did you see the Bridges dunk? Let me just tell you this: if you had said that at the beginning of the year, let's just take this all out of context. If you had come up to someone and said, "Did you see the Bridges dunk?" They would have said to you, "Who did Michigan State play last mm. night?" And you know what? You Ooh, would have good said, point. "It's Mikael Bridges, Mikhail and, Bridges. Mm-hmm. and he's the, the best Bridges. Bridges in college basketball." I don't disagree. Put it out there. I've said for years that, uh, I think I said this last year on the podcast, I like the idea of Mikael Bridges, but mm-hmm. I don't like Mikael Bridges. I like Mikael Bridges. I I'm love, ready to say I, I, I love, love him. him. I love He's him. Kerry Kittles. I love Villanova. Villanova is the best mm-hmm. team in the country. And if you, you want to disagree, just go look at Kim Palm. 
Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about my bias? Like I would, I hate Villanova. I should hate Villanova, but they're so good at basketball that I, I have no like. I just respect how they play basketball. That is true. Jalen Brunson, Phil Booth, like all those guys crushed Carolina. Like took, like literally crushed them. That's how I knew I wasn't crazy for thinking they were good because I asked Tate how he felt, and he's like, they they beat North Carolina, and I still like them. So I think they're the best team in the country. You, yeah, put you it have to out there. Respect. So Gonzaga, but anyway, back to the the list. Gonzaga can't be number five. They no. got blown out by Villanova. Florida has lost three straight now. They can't be number five. Good guy of the week. Oh Mike my God. White. Do you want to dance? I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, take, take, I, take 10 seconds no, to just boast about how you said Mike White boast. was your good guy of the week. I just felt it, Mark Titus. Uh. I looked at him. I looked in his face <laughs> in that Florida State game. And I was like, this guy doesn't want it. That's a good guy. <laughs> He's a very good guy. Maybe even a good Mike man. White, we, we're, we're, uh, we're splitting up our good guy just for, for those new listeners. We're not doing good guy, bad guy every every. It's pod. once a week. It's a this once a week thing. This is a twice a week podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll hit him on Monday. Maybe Mike White will be back-to-back for today. We'll see. Uh, but Florida's lost three straight. Xavier, I got a lot of Xavier talk. A lot of Xavier fans like, what about us? We have a good team. Did you see what we did to Cincinnati? Need I remind you, Xavier got blown out by Arizona State. So if I want to put a team, like like if a team belongs in there, Arizona State has to be above Xavier. Arizona State is undefeated. They blew Xavier out. You cannot definitively say that Xavier is better than Arizona. You can't say anyone's better than Arizona State right now. So you're saying, Mark, why not Arizona State? Why aren't they on there? They have one. They, they can't play defense. You're They're, also thinking, how is Bobby Hurley not the bad guy of the week yet? You That's why, for Monday. You know why I'm saying not Arizona State? Name me one player on Arizona State. Exactly. Name me one player other than James Harden who's ever played at Arizona State. <laughs> exactly. Brock Osweiler. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, so Arizona State, like, yeah, they're going to have a good team. They're not, they can't be fit. They can't even be in my top 12. Like, mm-hmm. they have to be, I have to Just see them. pull them out. Right. Uh, Cincinnati gets blown out by Xavier. Yeah. They're not in the top 12. West Virginia loses to Texas A&M by 1,000 to start the year. They're kind of figuring out. They just beat Virginia. I got my eye on them, but they're, like, they're not, they haven't done anything to say I should, we should be fifth. TCU's the one. 9-0. Do you want to put TCU fifth? No. Okay. I don't. But I'm just saying, if there was anyone that was going to come up, like, what about TCU? I, I should have put TCU in the top 12 this week, probably. Because what I ended up but, doing... But Kim Palm says they're 19. So just, uh, yeah. just so what to, I ended up doing I, the 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 two egregious things I did was I put Arizona in because they just beat Texas A and M. Um, Raleigh Hawkins is back. We're gonna get back to we're gonna talk all about what's going on in Arizona and how they're basically Duke of this year in mm-hmm. terms of all the stories. But I, I still feel like the Bahamas thing was just like a quick. It was like a three day thing. They they thought they were ready. They showed up in the Bahamas. They weren't ready. If that was a one-game thing, they lose, they go back, they practice for four days, they figure it out, and then they move forward. But they didn't have that luxury, so they just kept getting the shit kicked out of them. They would have lost 12 in a row if you would have made them play back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back like that. And I, you, you're playing in a ballroom. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's weird. So, it's a uh, weird setup. Anyway, and then Florida State was the other one. I put Florida State at like 9 or 8, or I don't remember. They're undefeated. They just they have the best win in the country right now, beating Florida by, I think, 17, was at it? At Florida, yeah. At Florida? Mm-hmm. That's I mean how can you how can you look at Florida State? I don't feel like I don't feel like Florida State has a great team this year, but who am I to what, what am I to say? I mean you look at what they've done, they just they have the best win in college basketball and they're undefeated. I mean what, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do, Tate? Um yeah, who like Kansas sucks. We know Kansas sucks. They shoot too many threes. We we've been on the Kansas thing for they're gonna they're gonna blow teams out because they're hitting threes. They're gonna look terrible like they did against Washington, uh, which we're gonna talk about. We're Mike gonna Hubbard. talk about Washington. That was a great tease because we're gonna talk about that zone. Minnesota just lost by ten to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep going because I don't want any of these. I yeah. don't want I any like, fan bases. I feel bases. like this is basically like I'm in the editor's yeah. comments at this point. Just, and you're just running through this because I don't want any fan bases to be like, "What about us?" I'm I'm saying I thought about you and I'm telling you why not. Minnesota loses Nebraska by ten. You can't be in the top. Virginia's best win is Wisconsin, who sucks and is not even 500. Mm-hmm. That's Virginia's best win. They're they're Ken Palm darlings, but I'm not Ken Palm. I'm sorry. Number three on Ken Palm still. I should bring up when Virginia did lose, Ken Palm was down that whole night, and I don't know if that's because Ken <laughs> Palm had to rejigger the whole system to get him to stay what at you, the top. But he 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 figured it out overnight. You're saying the website like went down? It crashed. Oh, and there's yeah, it crashed, and then there's this whole like warning at the top. It's like passwords were inadvertently reset Wednesday night. So strange. For, so hold on. Strange. Let me understand. You're saying that Ken Palm basically sabotaged his own website because he loves Virginia so much and he couldn't stand to see them lose? Yes, it hurt him too much. And he was like, how do I fix this system to you know get, where, you know get him where we need to go? I just thought about this about Virginia. What would it be like? How do you think it... 
the people who are Virginia fans who aren't nerds feel about Virginia. Because the nerds... Everyone hates Virginia. You know no, that. Uh, no, the Virginia fans, I'm saying. Oh, like if they... <laughs> I'm saying you, you, if I you... thought you meant like the average basketball viewer. No, no, yes, no. they do not want to watch it. I'm saying you grew up in Virginia, like you're a, you were a Virginia fan through and through, and then Tony Bennett shows up and they're playing this brand of basketball. All the nerds love Virginia. Like every every Virginia fan you talk to on the internet is has to be a nerd. They mm-hmm. all are. But then they start throwing out their pace stuff and their stats and look at Kim Palm and and I defend Virginia. I love Virginia style play. But what about like the meatheads that are just like just want to see dunks? Bring Dave Lato back. I, I always wonder about those people because you never hear from them. They never they never talk about the. They've uh, sort of. Uh... The if you go to a Virginia, Virginia game now, yeah, there's hard. It's hard to find like the diehard like public school like Virginia fan that's like, you know, pumped up about Virginia basketball. It's more like a, a class and an air about Virginia basketball. It's like this esteemed program, and they'll tell you about the NIT, of course. You know those great NIT the, runs from the 1970s that everyone loves. They got the they got the North Carolina khakis and the oh yeah, it's the same look. The, Charlottesville uh, and Chapel Chapel Hill. You got the, the sleeveless, yes. the sleeveless zipped up like Patagonia vest thing mm-hmm. with like a button up underneath it and mm-hmm. like a pom pom in your hand yes. and like a hair. Yes. Hair's hair's always thrown aside. Side. Like a, yes. the, what was the show on MTV? The two a days or something. I call it the Tom Cruise the, effect. Everyone at North Carolina or Virginia, they want to look like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. That's mm, what they want to do. Like, they, they just think that's the coolest way to look. I'm gonna have some Wayfarers is, on. Is Virginia where they do the the football team does like the ties? Guys wear ties and girls wear pearls thing. Yeah. Is that well, where they I do that? that? Carolina does that they too. Do that like too? That's just like all the South. It's basically, like God. I said, it's the Let reason they the say first. the reason they say college sports is a religion in the South is because people act like they go to church is the way they dress. I'm starting to think the South is a little different from the rest of the country. <laughs> That's the vibe I'm kidding. The more the more I hear about all this stuff. It's also a lot more cool and normal than people want to give it credit for because they've never been there. Hey, why don't yeah. you travel somewhere? Uh, uh, where, where, Figure it out. where should I go in the South? Give me one spot. Asheville, North Carolina. Nah, that's stupid. That sounds boring. Go there. Um, Seton Hall. Visit Asheville.com. So let me continue my list. Let me continue what? my list. Visit MyrtleBeach.com. Also not sponsored. <laughs> Seton Hall lost to Rhode Island. They can't be on there. I like Seton Hall's team, but they. I'm, I'm going to keep going. TCU, you said. Purdue. So Purdue is another big one. How do you feel about Purdue? There are 350-some-odd teams in, in the country. We're going to hit them all. We're going to hit them all. Mark Titus is running through. How do you feel about Purdue? I feel great about Purdue. Isaac, Should I, they be in the top five, ten? Let me just tell you this. Because that's how Purdue fans are. If like, Matt Painter was in shape right now, I would say that Purdue should be mm, a top five team. He got in shape for like two years. Yeah, he's not in shape anymore. That means yeah. that he's sort of fat and happy and enjoying life. And that means I don't need a Final Four. I, I need an elite Purdue, yeah, I Purdue probably belongs in the and highly ranked too, but... Kim Palm, by the way, hates Purdue. The, the way I look at these teams is I kind of do a thing where I just... It's like a, a gut, visceral thing of like, can this team win the national championship? Like if what what would a world look like if they, this team won the national championship? And I cannot envision a Purdue this Purdue team winning the national. I could envision last year. I could envision the Caleb Swanigan team or the Robbie Hummel teams. I don't mean like Purdue's program, although I don't even remember the last Final Four Purdue's been to. Certainly not in my lifetime. But um, the Purdue, the, I look at this Purdue team. I do not see like a net. I, Elite eight is like their their cap, and I can't get past that. Like they just don't have. I love Dakota Mathias. I love Haas. I love both Edwards. They have a very good team. They they are probably going to finish second in the Big Ten, lose the Big Ten by like six games. To it's Michigan B State. guard play and B yeah. defense. Yeah, and those are the two things that matter. They're very much a B plus team, and that's mm-hmm. very good. And for Purdue, whew, that's something for for those folks in West Lafayette. But Mackey Arena is the best arena in college basketball. <laughs> it so is. Who really cares? Just enjoy I it. That. Um, yeah, ten- Tennessee. Their only win is Purdue. I mean, like you're starting to see the pattern here, Tate. So I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what people want from me. I, I, there's no way to to rank these teams. There's no way to, but that's kind of fun. That's what's like we're, we've reached that point in college basketball where like there really are. It feels like until Villanova, Duke, and Michigan State start looking more vulnerable, um, I, I put Miami a step down because again they haven't played like the toughest schedule. We do think Miami's going to beat Duke though, right? Are we, are we sticking by that? That's gonna of be course first that's going to happen. Yeah, I think they play January fifteenth. Yeah, it's um, like it, Duke has this run in the middle of January that they always lose all these games. It's like three or four games that they're going to lose, and, and everyone's going to freak out. And maybe not this year they do that, but that's usually their go-to. And then in February they figure it all out. Yeah. So um, I don't know. This is this is fun though. This is like I, I saw by the way Gary Parish put a he does he does a power rankings that have a little bit less power than mine. Um, not quite as powerful as mine, but semi powerful. They got they got some power to him. He does the the top twenty five. Plus, plus one, plus one mm-hmm. and then another one sometimes, and then maybe two more if I'm feeling generous. Can I say this? Um, I mean, it's basketball. It should be and one. 
Like why? It is why is it? Oh, it is. I think it is and one. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the bit. Let's I think hope that's so. his bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he did. He put Kansas. At I don't 20. read this. Obviously. He put, he put, <laughs> I do GP. I love you. Uh, he put Kansas at twenty four. Mm. Got a lot of shit for that. Let's just transition to Kansas and and uh, Washington. Um, Kansas at twenty four. So. Is he wrong? Because <laughs> you and I have both been. Uh, it's it's hard to find the words to describe because I because Kansas isn't bad. They're not a bad team at all, but they are very they're very one dimensional to me. Um, I felt this way all year. I f- I certainly felt it after. I, th- I felt like the Washington game proved it. They just shoot threes. If the threes go in, they're good. If the threes don't go in, they're not good. Your Kansas thoughts, Tate. It's the perfect setup. So we have Kansas plays in Miami against Syracuse. What do they run? A 2-3 zone, right? Mm-hmm. They beat the zone by doing what? Throwing to the elbow, getting lobs, and guess what? Hitting threes, hitting shots. We see it. We're like, I know personally, I was like, Devontae Graham, back on National Player of the Year list. He's back. This is great. He's back. They also go and play Washington, who is coached by Mike Hopkins. Top assistant at Syracuse forever. For people that don't know, Jim Beheim basically... He just hands all the duties and he goes to the games and shows up and is like, all right, roll the balls out. Let's see what happens. Everything's yeah. going to be a fi- figured out in the game. It's not going to be figured out in practice. Beheim is, and I'm wink-winking at that because like, yeah. who knows where he is at practice. But you know who was at practice with that pad underneath the basket hitting the hell out of people? Mike Hopkins. That was the Mike Hopkins role, yeah. And that's what he does. And guess what? He runs a 2-3 zone too, and he runs it better than Jim Beheim. So, uh, Beheim, yes. Yeah, at this point in his career, he's like, it's pretty well known that he just kind of just checked out. It's the same thing that Calhoun was doing. Yeah. It's basically like, I know what my guys are. Andre Drummond's still on my team. Great. I'll get there and, it, and we'll roll the balls it, it, out and we'll it, see what it, happens. Bayham just sits at home during practice and, and reads articles about himself so he can call people out in the media and be Especially the, be the like lovable, ACC-centric articles. Yeah, be the lovable Bayheim we and then and then complain about how the old Big East is gone and it's not the same. And That's my rivalry, Titus. Uh, so Mike, Mike Hopkins uh, played for Bayheim and yes. he, he arrived at Syracuse in 1989, played for Bayheim, has been there since Bayheim has the uh, the thing going that Coach K kind of has, where he he just trusts his people that played for him and just keep cycling through. Keep it in the got, family. You, you look on the bench and then. Well, you know why? You can't give the secrets out, right? You can't. Yeah, you can't true. show. You can't show your hand to everyone. It's like a magician. Like you got the people that know know, and you got to keep them within. Is uh is McNamara still on staff? Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. I yeah. knew that. I know, and, and Devendorf is too. That's mm-hmm. how you know that the, they're not the same person. Is you finally see them next to each that's other. That's why Jim Beheim and Coach K get along very well because that's the same thing K does. He gets two of these younger guys to basically work these players hard and practice. Be like, you don't know what it's like. It's yeah. so much easier than it used to be for us. Uh, that's John Shire and Nolan Smith. I, I, I read Beheim's autobiography. I, I bring it up a lot because it was just a great autobiography. It was. Well, I can't bring it up too much. It's 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 it was. You a great love book. the old Big East. And he talks about uh he talks about um Hopkins a lot in there. And I, I, I pulled this out in preparation for today's pod. He said, Hop is a serious hugger. I don't know why. I don't even remember the context of how that came up. I think he's saying, like, I love my guys, but not as much as Hop loves his. And he's a serious hugger. So, I don't know. Do what you should want we, should we call him Huggy Hopkins? Ooh. Instead Huggy of Huggy Hops. Bear? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll workshop it. Uh, so, uh, Kansas, your thoughts on Kansas moving forward? Are... are is Kansas in jeopardy of losing the Big 12 this year, in your opinion? No, because they, they're they never going to lose the Big 12. We've already figured this out. We said last year that if they won it again, I'm not talking about it anymore. Kansas is going to win the Big 12 until someone else proves mm-hmm. themselves, whatever, whatever. The problem that they have is they don't have a guy to play power forward. Right now they have LeGerald Vick playing power forward. Azubuke is going to get fouled out in some of these games, especially when they play a Michigan State or a Duke or a Texas A&M. Teams with a front court, is gonna they're going to decide, hey, we're fouling out Azubuke. And they have no one to go to. Right. It's like Gerald Vick, who is a shooting guard playing small forward, basically. Well, you know why they have no one to go to, right? Those who listen to the podcast should. The Billy Preston mystery. Okay, Tate, so explain this to me because I I saw the initial story. We discussed it on the pod. Uh, the Billy Preston, I believe, if I'm remembering right, gets in a car wreck, um, gets... Like November 11th, he gets in a no, single car accident. So basically, himself gets in an accident in a car on November 11th. This was the first game he could have played in. So this this is after the first game happens. Kansas, he misses curfew before the first game. Also misses class. Mm. So he doesn't get to play in the first game. And then since then, he gets in this car accident. He's been held out. And so... But, the, the yeah, so the initially, the car accident... 
you, you, you get held out, you think DUI, you think hit and run, mm-hmm. you think your mind goes a lot of places. It was none of those things. We're not sure what the things are. And he's and we, we felt like he was going to come back soon. It soon came and went, and we're now almost a month later, still not eligible. The, the thing about words like soon and indefinitely in these generic terms is that then it's on, It's you can't really ask the question because they come back to it and you're like, what about Billy Preston? He's like, I said soon. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, what about so-and-so? I said indefinitely. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what that means, but it means that you get to dictate well, the terms indefinitely, of Well, uh, for Coach K means one game, remember? Yeah, of course, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so anyways, we have Preston who's held out. And the weird thing about it is they go to Miami. We talk about the Syracuse game. They played at American Airlines Arena with the Miami mm-hmm. Heat. The whole team flies down there. So even if you're getting held out, Usually, like we've said, this is the same thing with Michael Porter. Usually will still travel with the team unless you're getting surgery or whatever it is. So he doesn't travel with the team, so therefore he's not officially with the team in any sort of capacity. And he's asked, Bill Self has asked about this, and which is a fair question, whoever asked that. I, I don't know who it was, but someone says, like, why wouldn't he be with the team traveling even if, and he says his mom came in to Lawrence, Kansas for the weekend, so he just <laughs> wanted to hang out with his mom, you know, no big deal. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You, you just want to hang out with your mom. I understand that. As, you know, people, we love our moms, of course. Um, they go on to ask Self, and he says, I don't think I've ever had a situation where I've dealt with uh, with this before since I've been here, talking about being at Kansas, and it has nothing to do with Kansas, which is the weird phrasing of this. He said it has everything to do with the system. And that's interesting, right? So basically, he is blaming the compliance office. He said when he was dealing with some of these other guys, so Darnell Jackson, for people, he missed the first nine games mm-hmm. of his freshman season. Josh Selby missed games, Check Diallo. He's at, this has happened at Kansas before. It's not something we haven't seen there. But now he's saying that they have, instead of one compliance person for the NCAA, they have five to seven. Ooh. And he says that they're running through all these violations. They're basically having to circle back a lot, run it up the ladder, you know, do some of these things with the NCAA. And it's complicating the situation. But he says that they are attacking it aggressively and they're trying to get it resolved. We're putting our soon. Soon. We're, Soon. we're putting our finest duffels on the case. Is that what happened? Are you, are Where are you, the bags? Are you saying that Billy Preston had... Where are the bags buried? Maybe like in his trunk he had one too many duffels, got a little... The balance of his car slipping around, maybe hit something. Is that what, Sir, is that what's the, in your trunk? Is that the, is that the suggestion? Is here? that a duffel bag? Yeah. That's what it looks like. And, it, and it's... Uh, and, you know, they asked Self about Preston. They're like, what, how are his spirits? Which, I, I know, it, it always feels tough to, like, talk about a kid that's, like, 18 years old. And, like, you know, because you, you you have to be, you know, just sad. And obviously, but if you have a, a duffel bag, you're probably not. Yeah. He says, I don't think he's doing great. Uh, <laughs> he's not, they're talking like he has cancer or something? Yeah, he <laughs> said, I think his attitude has been really good. Uh, I don't think the, but that yeah. doesn't mean that he's not hurting inside. I think that's the case with him. I just, I'm so confused. He's good enough, he's good enough to go to the league, right? I honestly don't know anything about him. I thought he was like a. I only he's a know six ten power forward. That's a five star. I mean, he. Yeah. Yes. He, he played Oak Hill. I mean, yeah, he should be going to the league. Theoretically, he's going to get paid after this season, right? Either way. I mean, may have already gotten okay, yeah, paid right, this right, season. Right. We don't. We don't know that. So but huh. I don't know. But basically, the one chip that you would be waiting on if you are a Kansas fan, it's like we're waiting for this guy to come back. We hope he comes back. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back either. And that's what makes it the, yeah. the Billy Preston mystery, is that no one's going to come out and just say, I think we're, he's done for the year. I think it's going to be— And no one really knows what the hell's going on There's exactly. nothing quite like the Christmas news dump. We're talking yeah. like December 22nd. Ooh. It's like Kansas puts it out there. It was like four, freshman forward Billy Preston will no longer be with the University of Kansas basketball program. That actually makes sense. Cause Period. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, you got the Christmas news dump. You got the end of the semester— all all that just kind of the start. And we line. already know this guy; he wasn't like going it. to classes as it, as it stands. So if uh, if if this gets resolved, we can always transition to the uh, Nick Ward mystery <laughs> as to why Tom Izzo is benching Nick Ward. And there's like this big like, everything I saw said Nick Ward transfer is imminent because he hates Izzo. Izzo hates him. No one has any idea what the hell's going on. Izzo just decides. Like Nick Ward's actually playing pretty well. Izzo decides to bench him. Nick Ward won the North Carolina. Nick game, Ward by the way. goes into the uh, he goes into the press conference and starts talking smack to like about Izzo, saying, "You know, coach gets on us about defense. I'm playing defense. Show me a guy who's who's putting numbers on me right now. Nobody is." Matt I, McQuaid raises his hand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm torching North Carolina. I'm kicking their ass. Like mm-hmm. what? What more does Izzo want from me? Um, and then I think today I saw that they buried the hatch and everything's fine. I don't believe it. 
this is this is a classic Tom Izzo thing to say like we're too we're peaking too early. I gotta manufacture <laughs> some adversity here. December December Tom Izzo is one of the so one do of you the have this conspiracy coaches. that he has like gone to Nick Ward personally and says. We got to start a little controversy yeah, here, absolutely. So that, so that the team has to galvanize together. Dude, he did it with Denzel Valentine. Yeah, the I fake said it. No sur- one yeah. wants to hear the truth. I know the truth. He did it to Denzel Valentine. They faked the knee surgeries. They fake a knee scope. Urban Meyer just did it with JT Barrett after the Michigan game. He gets the same Denzel Valentine knee scope, quote unquote, and then he's like healthy an hour later. That Tom Izzo's done this before. He's gonna do it again. Every time Michigan State's good in December shit just starts popping up like this. And it's funny that they've now buried the hatchet. You know what that tells me? That tells me that Izzo thought this strategy isn't working like he thought it would, and he's going to pull something else out. And why are there's we still using a hatchet? Like, can't, can we find something yeah, else? There's something else coming, I'm telling you that. Like, Cash just went, the Tum Tum Nairn is going to have something happen, and, like, they're going to... There, there's some, Like, someone's going to roll an ankle, knock on wood, I hope it doesn't happen, but they're going to fake an injury. Something's going to happen. Just keep... Just keep Keep an eye out for Let's that. Let's be one. honest. Tum Tum and Tums would be the best marketing opportunity ever. That's why mm. I should be able to sell his rights as a college yeah. basketball player. I was thinking like uh, they should do a, do a Three Ninjas movie and have mm. Tum Tum do it. And you don't know Three Ninjas. No. You're too young for Three Ninjas. Oh my god. Teenage Mutant oh. Ninja Turtles. No, 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 not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Three Ninjas. Look it up. We'll we'll talk after the show. Um, we talked about one, idiocracy earlier. One other, we're gonna watch that. One other note I had about going back to the Kansas thing. Did you? I saw. I saw this on Reddit. Shout out to you guys. Start treating me better on on the uh, the comment section. Uh, Washington and Kansas. The reason they played this game, they played it in Kansas City in the Sprint Center. Um, and the reason they played there is because Washington wanted Michael Porter to come back home. Like, Michael Porter was supposed to go to Washington. He had committed to Washington. So they scheduled this game for Michael Porter to basically play close to his hometown in Missouri, and Michael Porter's not on the team. It would be even sadder, though, if we had the same Michael Porter back situation. If you can't see the, I have air quotes there. Uh, and then he went and they did this whole game. So basically, yeah. Michael Porter led to the Washington upset. Yeah. Congrats, it's, Michael Porter. It's, it's so all that was coming his together. biggest impact on and college then, basketball. And then Washington's playing Kansas instead of the Michael Porter mystery. It's now the Billy Preston mystery. It's just like uh, it all comes together. This is all. It's like a butterfly effect thing working here, Tate. It's interesting. Also, Very Kansas. Interesting. Kansas should uh, stop playing in Kansas City. That's my take. They, yeah. They got smoked by Oregon last year. The biggest they mistake about Kansas Washington. playing in Kansas City is that you think it's a home game, but it's not. It's not. No. Yeah, it's in another state. <laughs> Technically is, yeah. It's a good point. People forget. <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> People forget. Um let's talk about Arizona. Yes. Are they back? That's what the people want to know. I think Arizona, I guess I'll go first. Arizona, to me... Explain the premise of what we're talking about right now. Because there's every... Last year it was Duke. And it well, was like, is Duke back? Duke took it to heights that will never well, be yes. seen again. Well, because the first is always the best. I mean, this is the sequel. Yeah. And it's not as good, and like there are some players that are interesting. I mean, Aiton well, comes to mind, Trier comes to mind, but it's you know it's not. So it's yeah, not on the Harry Duke Giles thing level. last year, where Duke has the number one team in the country to start the season, they got Grayson Allen as was he preseason player of the year last year? Of course, they got uh, Tatum and Giles, who were like number one and number two recruits, and then hilariously enough, Giles number one. Everything just and then Kennard, and then like the season starts and everything just. The, the 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 train goes off the rails, Tate. Like Kennard and Tatum don't know who who's the who's the guy. Too many devils in the house. Grayson Allen doesn't know where he fits in. There's no point guard. Coach K's back hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, other guys are rolling their ankles. Giles can't walk straight, and like he he grabs two rebounds in a row, and everyone's like giving him a standing we had, ovation. We had Bolden, Giles, and Tatum all sitting out to start yeah. the season for for some weird reason. And it was the greatest thing in the world. And. Uh, I'm not saying that this Arizona situation is that, but it's as I, it's as close as we're going to get this year to, to what Duke gave us last year to the drama. Um, where Arizona was, were they number two? I number wanted, two, in two the number two in the nation. A to start this number two. Yeah, number two to start the year. But before that, the FBI probe hits. So this is like the this is looming over everything that Arizona does this year. You got the FBI probe. You got the number two team in the country. You got the best player on the team is. Is probably Alonzo Trier, who's who's a National Player of the Year candidate. But maybe the best player is DeAndre Ayton, who might go number one overall in the NBA draft. But maybe the best player is Raleigh Hawkins, who's like kind of the glue guy slash X factor slash all of that rolled into one. Um, but he's hurt, so we got that also. 
Now he's coming back, Tate, on Saturday. They just beat the number seven team in the country after losing three in a row in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. This is amazing, this, this roller coaster that we're on. Sean Miller is, is if we're doing the Coach K thing with the medical leave of absence, that dude sweats so much, and he's always doing that cough where he's like, <clears throat> it's just one cough. It's the... <clears throat> That's his. That's, that's his version of um. Uh, you know, and, and that's, always, how, that's how he keeps his mind right. He's like, it, "What do I gotta say next?" So I don't know if he does the cough. If if he always does the cough when when things aren't going well, or if it's just that they put the cameras on him when things aren't going well, and that's why you see him do the cough. But it always feels like that's this like little nervous tick. Like, shit, we just gave up eight points in a row. Let me uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's his little tick. So what I'm saying is, this man's gonna have a medical leave of absence at some point this year. Mm-hmm. He's got to get that cough or that sweating checked out. Uh, so that's the question everyone wants to know. Is Arizona back? Is this a team now? Raleigh Hawkins is back. They, they get, they're get loaded, but they also don't have a point guard. They're playing Alabama. Colin Sexton is a point guard. Yes. He's going to punk the shit out of Parker Jackson Cartwright. <laughs> yes. I mean, if we're being honest, like Parker yes. Jackson Cartwright's like five. Like he, Parker Jackson Cartwright has squeezed every ounce of talent out of that body that he possibly can. But, I mean,. When you're five nine and 160 pounds, like there, there's a certain ceiling to to your ability. Unless you're Tyler Eulis, that's about the only <laughs> one that can figure it out. And uh, that's where we're at with Arizona. Are they back? Yes, <laughs> they are back. They are back. I, I, the funny thing about Arizona is that we have this FBI. There are certain teams that are all under this FBI cloud, so they're not getting covered. Like I mean, even USC, who's a team that's supposed to be in the top 15, and they go to SMU and they lose these games. We're not talking about it that much. I mean, even no. Miami, who we consider one of the top four teams in the country, we're not yeah, talking we're, we're about, talk it. about that. Yeah, Louisville, you know, who loses. I'm, I'm literally the only national guy I see talk about Miami as like a national championship. So that's the whole thing. The, the, the media has taken this perspective or like this angle and everything is that we're not going to talk about it because then when they get touched later, like we're going to have to deal with the fact that right. we did say that they were like, we don't want to be a part of history and have to revise things that we've said. But Arizona is like one of the top five teams talent-wise. Oh, yeah. So they should be covered. They should be getting... The fact that they lost three games in the Bahamas and people just started trying to write them off as if like it was a lost season. Well, that's what it is. I think I think the... if, if we're But if, no one even wrote that because like, everyone's well, like, I don't even... Uh, some people would say, like, what's wrong with Arizona? But I, I think there is this idea that people are rooting for Arizona to fail. Mm-hmm. And so when they lost three in a row, it was like... See? Done. Yeah. Yes, they failed. They're done. We're done with them. Push them off to the side. And... I, I don't think that's smart. I no. think having a loaded team like this, having a team that plays in a Pac-12, which is, let's be honest, even with Washington winning and Arizona State playing well and USC still has a good team, the Pac-12 is terrible this year. Arizona is probably going to win the Pac-12 this year. I, I'm not, I wouldn't bet any money on that, but they're the best. They're probably still the best team in the Pac-12. They're still going to be, there's, you're still going to have to reckon with Arizona this year. Like they're still going to win a ton of games and be a very good team by the end of the year. And I think people were just very excited because of the FBI thing. And it's like, how do we touch this? It's like the baseball writers not wanting to vote for steroid users because exactly. they, they don't want down 100%. the road something to happen. And then I look like an idiot for yeah. believing in this team. It's like, I can't put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame because yeah. I don't want to be remembered as the guy that voted him in despite the steroid thing. We didn't even bring up uh, Alonzo Trier's PEDs last year. That that, that kind of adds to it. Pe- people really tr- seriously do forget about that. Because like the story was he got in a car wreck. He took the wrong thing to get over his pain. Probably true. Maybe not. Who knows? If this was happening at Duke, people would talk about that a little more. Of course. So and I don't um, know. And I would usually I would chalk that up too. If I was in North Carolina or on the East Coast, I would say I just don't care because it's West Coast stuff and like yeah. no one cares. No one's talking about it. But like I, we're in Los Angeles. Yeah. There, if there's one team that would be talked about in college basketball, it would be obviously yeah. UCLA well, people, or Arizona. People don't care about sports out here. That's what, I, <laughs> that's what I've learned. People don't care about sports. They wear people care about wearing their Dodgers hats, and that's uh-huh. like the closest they get to liking sports. It's just like I'm gonna throw my Dodgers hat on today, and that's it. The thing that happens with this Arizona team that's gonna take them to national relevance is Aiden, DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, it's gonna be the one time where he decides to. He's basically gonna have to decide. I am not letting you. I, I hope he does the Patrick Ewing Golton thing, like he did against <laughs> Carolina, where he just like he Goltons every shot, but you still don't see it go in. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he has to do. Like he, right now, he's not even playing defense half the time. Nobody's like, playing defense on this team. Yeah, it's but, crazy. It's, 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 they're they're doing the same thing in December, where like we're better than you, so we're gonna beat you regardless. But, but when he locks in and the whole team locks in, that will be everyone will. So as you're saying, they don't play defense. My thought was, yeah, but Raleigh Hawkins is coming back, and I realized that I'm I'm. 
just as guilty of doing the overreaction thing. Like Raleigh Hawkins coming back is not going to fix all their defensive problems. But that's what the the, the situation with Arizona right this second has created. It, any opinion you have on Arizona is basically considered a hot take because yeah. no matter what you're saying seems absurd. So for me to say when Raleigh Hawkins comes back, oh man, they're a completely new team. That's not true. For you to be like, well, they lost three in a row. They're not that good. Well, that's not true either. No one has any idea what this team is. And it's going to be fun. Are they back? Are they not back? We don't know. We have no idea. Sean Miller, what about his back? He may have some problems. That's what I'm saying. Get some Um, phone calls. You know who is back? The Georgetown Hoyas, Tate. Yes. Undefeated. Uh, You and I were watching them play Howard last night. Very, very good Howard team. Now 1-9 and on the year. Um, Georgetown is looking good, Tate. I think Patrick Ewing, do you want to apologize to Patrick Ewing for saying he uh, was... In over his head by taking a I'll job. I'll use that a quote that he one. used. It's the person who has done nothing who is sure nothing can be done. Mm. And boy, have we done nothing. It is. We have done <laughs> literally nothing. Nothing has happened. No one is impressed yet. I swear to God, I thought Howard was going to beat them. You're not impressed by Georgetown's undefeated start? It may be the easiest schedule I have ever seen set out, other Let's, than Duke's road be schedule. Be that as it may, there are eight undefeated teams. I'll run through them for you. Please. Duke. Number yes. one team in the country. Villanova should be the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. Miami, I think they're the fourth best team in the country. TCU, about to shoot up the polls. Jamie Dixon, uh, used to coach at Pitt. You know who coaches there now? Kevin Stallings. Yeah. I'm not sure if you didn't. Florida State, undefeated. Uh, just beat Florida. Best one of the best one of the season. Leonard. They're going to be ranked this, this. Arizona State, top 15 team. Polls come around. Mississippi State and Georgetown. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Name the outlier for me. Other other Mississippi, Mississippi State can't be good. I haven't heard anybody talk about them. But what are you looking up? I just looked up Mississippi State basketball yeah. just to see what, what, what is happening. Up. Ben Holland is Ben Holland still? You know, here? the first thing that came up was Marcus Johnson to be hired as the offensive line coach. Oh, okay. <laughs> Congrats, Marcus Johnson. Oh God. Uh, yeah, Georgetown's undefeated. They got it rolling. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure what to say. This is it's just. It's basically hilarious because Pat Ewing, they were supposed to be in the PK-80. You talk about Kentucky pulling out. I mean, Georgetown pulled out of the PK-80 because they wanted Ewing to get this hot start, quote-unquote hot start, so that they could pull the whole narrative that Georgetown is back. But we're also keen to the fact that they did that, that everyone that talks about Georgetown, that's why I sort of feel bad saying that and making fun of them because I really want to believe Georgetown is back. I just, we're going to see one score. Like, you're going to be looking at the bottom line. You're going to think it's going to say NCAA W, and it's going to be like 114 to 59. <laughs> it's going to be like Towson beats Georgetown by 104, like 114 to 59. You're going to be like, oh my God, what has uh, happened? What was the year that Clemson started like 18 and 0? Yeah, that was and like it, 2015, right? For, it, it was, I thought it was, was it earlier than that. I thought that? it was earlier than that. It might be. And Brad Brown, was, it was Brad Brown now. Yeah, there was like was one there, year yeah. where Clemson was like, 18 and 0 or something, and they finished like 20 and 15. I think it was 13. I think they got to 13, 13 and 0, and everyone was losing their minds that they were going to, they're like, Clemson, like they might be a one seed this year. Yeah. And then they missed the tournament, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, they did. They missed the tournament. <laughs> they started, they were the last, one of the last undefeated teams, and they missed the tournament. That's, uh, th- that's definitely coming with Georgetown, but I, we're excited. As, as guys who love the old Big East, yes. I'm very excited for this. We should say Chris Mullen, only one loss, and they're playing in real games. The old Big East, the old Big East is sort of back. Like is, on paper, on paper they're back. Villanova, Villanova the Villanova's best team in the there. country. Yes. Who, who else we got? Syracuse, Seton Hall. Syracuse is uh, they're not terrible. They're not. They're, they they, they should be better. They have an NBA player. UConn is uh, oof. We should do. Seton a Hall's good though. Seton Hall, yeah. Providence is like Ed decent Cooley, enough. They're always around. They're always sneaky. Pitt. <laughs> Maybe the best. Maybe the best speaking thing I've ever offered. Speaking of Pitt, and I, I brought up the Bayheim autobiography uh, as I was flipping through trying to find like stories about Hopkins. Bayheim writes a story in there about how um, when Paul Evans was coaching Pitt, one of his assistant coaches, Paul Evans, the coach of Pitt, got in a fight with uh, Lou Carnesecca, the coach of St. Mm. John's, one time. Like they were about to come to blows. It's hard to tell. Like we, Tate and I do the shtick where we talk about these guys that are getting fights, but because uh, because the way they talk about the old Big East is like, man, we almost came to blows and. Did you really almost come to blows? And there's no footage just, of it or anything. No one has You're any, just like waiting for it. It's like all practice tape that they don't have. Everybody who talks about this says that like everybody's trying to like pull switchblades on each other. And <laughs> it, who who really knows? But the story is that Karnaseka and Paul Evans almost came to blows because 
one of Paul Evans' assistant coaches was recruiting and telling people that Carneseco was about to die. Mm. Like he was so old that he was about to die. No, I do believe that. That, <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is what people do. And that assistant That's coach. That's the Godfrey don't coach K. <laughs> that assistant coach's name, John Calipari. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> He's That's the a best. Cal move. Cal, love best. Cal. Love Cal. <laughs> do you want to be my guy or do you want to play for a dead Cal's man? Cal's recruiting. <laughs> Cal's recruiting tactics used to be every other coach is going to die. Now he's just he's, he since has kind of backed off he just started dropping duffel bags and realized that's the that's yeah. probably the the better play <laughs> yeah dead president yeah. speaks more than dead coaches um before we go i i i have we need to like i, I want to do like a new segment i want to try something because it's friday afternoon mm-hmm. um we're just kind of i i don't know what to call the segment but i feel very i i guess like my first thought is like am i dumb because these are i want to talk about things that i feel very dumb about um and the reason I bring this up is because Bitcoin is in the news a lot, and I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. But I, so I, I was browsing through Netflix, and I, I've seen Bitcoin in the news. Everyone's talking about Bitcoin. I know what Bitcoin is. I've known since Bitcoin was started. Like, I know that it's a thing, that it exists. Yeah, it exists. But then, like, now all of a sudden it's becoming popular. Currency. So I'm like, why is it popular? Mm-hmm. Then I'm on Netflix. I see the, the documentary, like, banking on Bitcoin, I think. I'm like, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And every time I have Bitcoin explained to me, I get, like, 90% there. And then it just all falls apart in that last day. It's like building a house of cards, and then like they go to put that last part on it, and I get completely confused by the time in the end. Does that make me dumb? Do you know what Bitcoin... Do you know how Bitcoin works? I mean, at a very like general level, I know what it is, and I know... like I've seen it be an option to pay in Bitcoin, and that's every about single, as far as I can go. Everybody that talks about Bitcoin... like The whole documentary was basically a bunch of nerds saying... I'm smarter than you, and and now I'm rich, and you're not. I had friends out here tell me to invest in a cryptocurrency that I can't even remember the name of it, and I was like, "What the heck? Like, what are you guys doing? You know, like, why why am I reading about this? They're like rubbing in your face, like we have Bitcoin and you don't. You're like, okay, so I should get some Bitcoin, and then you go look at it, and it's like eleven thousand dollars for one Bitcoin or something. You're like, what? This doesn't make you know this bubble's gonna. It's all very confusing to me. I just think it's all made up. I think all money. And then I had another question. This is a this is bad, but this is bad. Um. Do, do you know what hemorrhoids actually are? <laughs> I think I might have hemorrhoids, Dave. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? What was going on? <laughs> this is a confessional podcast. I think I might have hemorrhoids. What are hemorrhoids? Do you know? I know that you have to get some cream, like some sort of cream, and I think it's in your. I mean, I think something. Something goes on. I don't. For know. For real? Like I feel like I'm. I'm an idiot because I. I don't know. I, is it in the kidney stone family? Like you have to pass a kidney stone and then you have a hemorrhoid. I, I was taking know. I was taking a shit and it kind of like stung and then I thought like is this is this hemorrhoids and then I looked it up and no it's, it's called still, constipation. It still wasn't explained to me what hemorrhoids are and then like the only thing I knew about hemorrhoids was uh, Ace Ventura they do the the, yeah, the problematic joke where they spin literally. around and they got the yeah yeah that's the only thing I ever knew about hemorrhoids and yeah. then uh, yeah. So you know nothing either. That's a, this is a good segment. <laughs> this is a great segment. I feel like I'm on Doctor Who right now or something. <laughs> Like house, house MD. <laughs> oh my god! Um, let's give the people some games to watch. Uh, Alabama at Arizona. They playing at Arizona? Yeah. Is it really at Arizona? It's at Arizona. No shit. So so Arizona scheduled home and homes with Alabama and UConn. You know why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> You're so off track. Yeah, it's in Scottsdale. It's in Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Okay. It's at so, the it's at the uh, Suns Arena. Talking Stick. Oh, they're playing there again. Yep. I wonder what what that's about. They must be they must be hosting NCAA tournament games there or something. You know what's funny? So like these casino things. I, I've told you the Kentucky story that um, uh, I've heard a lot about how they do the horse race betting. Like, yeah. And that's a, like a way to funnel. Sorry, Kentucky fans. But when you have all these casinos in play and like the Talking Stick one, like I would love. For the FBI to go into some of those games and just sort of see how how it plays out. Yeah, I should make a I should make a phone call. I don't want to be a rat, but like I didn't I didn't even think about that. The Arizona's playing multiple at games a, in at a, cas- a casino at a at a arena named after a casino. Yeah, with the and FBI it's not too pro. far away. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Cincinnati, Florida. That's uh, Saturday as well. That's going to be that would have been a really fun game. That would have been a good game two weeks Loyola ago. Game, yeah. That really and hurt. Cincinnati looked bad against Xavier, so. Yeah, it's kind of like it, when you watch that game, it's going to have like two little icons that are like number five are versus you, number whatever. Are you prepared to call this a loser leaves town match? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, saying neither one of them. Arizona will be in the State town. is Arizona State at Kansas. Yeah, 
uh, that's Sunday at 2 Eastern. Um, Arizona State, this is your chance. Prove to me that you're for real. You go into Allen Fieldhouse. Um, a lot of the Arizona State fans are mad that we think Arizona is still better than Arizona State is. This is their chance. So we'll see what happens there. And then uh, Gonzaga at Washington. That's suddenly going to be a decent game. That uh, Washington has my attention. Washington was always like, uh, yeah, the, the, the Lorenzo Romar for the last however many years was always like about one player on the team and not the team, and I never really cared, and I would kind of tune in every so often. If And now he's about that one player at Arizona. Ooh, interesting. But he doesn't have to be the head coach. It all comes so back nice. around. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, Washington suddenly point. suddenly has my attention. It's like, are they actually a good team? I don't really know, but they look good against Kansas. And uh, Gonzaga I love. I actually really like Gonzaga this year. So, They're fun. They are. They are. I like um, Perkins. Did we did we solve the Kyle dilemma? By the way, about no, I don't think we talked the last pod. Well, I think about... there was a there was a Kyle. Correct me if I'm wrong. He can't because he, he can't. has he no has microphone, microphone. So we'll off. speak for him. Uh, he says, "Of course, you're right." Uh, there was a little thing uh, that said you ha- it has to be a spouse or a significant other. There's a little yeah. So if there. you missed the last pod, we were talking. Our producer Kyle uh, does not have. Or he doesn't have a significant other, and he has a plus one for the ringer party. And, and we should sure say that do. Kyle has had to sign up to eHarmony.com for ad purposes because you know they make our talent have to sign up. So he could have tried to find Is that true? someone. Made, yes, he could have made an effort, but he didn't. We made him sign up for eHarmony? Yes, exactly, That's to amazing. sell ads. So we're, uh, we, we should put this, this is a good use of the uh, Twitter account, the actual one shining pod. Mm-hmm. We'll throw, because we got, we got conflicting reports. Uh, some people were like, absolutely, you cannot take a friend as a plus one to a party. And then other people are like, just do it. I, I'm of the opinion, just do it. Maybe we'll throw it on the uh, on the Twitter. Let the people decide. I feel like significant other is sort of open ended, Kyle. Yeah, it's sig- like what? Like you your, don't know my significance. Is your is your best friend now your significant other? Is your drug dealer not significant to your uh, life? Is, there's is, plenty of options. Your barber, right? Your wh- dentist. Wh- where would you be without your barber? Jim- For you, the guy that's going to put the hemorrhoid cream <laughs> on you. Jim Beheim has been going to the same barber for 50 years. That's why his hair looks the exact same, and he has barely any. You're shook by my hemorrhoid story. I'm, like, I'm, I'm shook I don't know by what hemorrhoids all. are. I, I had I no just, idea that that was the new segment. That was the whole. Well, the segment is like my I feel physical like an ailments. The segment is, am I dumb? Because I didn't like, even get to think, do one. You, you do did, one then. You did do two. one. We're not, no. It's not too late. No, uh, you'll never know, folks. So we'll we'll do that. Follow Tate Frazier at Tate Frazier on the Twitter machine. I'm at Club Trillion. Thank you for listening. We got a little off the rails. Um, it's Friday. It's very hot out here. I'm and, losing and my mind out we're here. All, we're all losing our minds. Yeah. Um, but thank you for listening. We'll be back Monday. Uh, save the crew.